Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So are all of you ready for the Word of God today? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Turn with me in your Bibles to Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 7. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for what you're doing and the hard work you put into being here today. I've been holding a few phrases in my heart I've been waiting to say today, like honk if you're holy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You guys are so good, man. And you guys are just so encouraging. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 7. It says, Saturday evening, when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome went out and purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Now, we all know this is the place where the Lord first proved to his disciples and to those that followed him that he had risen from the dead. But there's more entailed in this conversation that took place between the messenger and the ladies that were there. Verse 3 says, On the way they were asking each other, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked up and saw that the stone, which was very large, had already rolled aside. And when they entered the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side. Now, this wasn't Jesus. This was a messenger. And they began to interact with each other. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, There's where his body had laid. They laid his body. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter. Honk if you hear me say, including Peter. Now go and tell his disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee, and you will see him there, just as he told you before he died. Father, in Jesus' name, bless this service. Bless those that are watching. Bless those that are here in the parking lot here. God, bless the owners and the managers of McCoy's for allowing us to be here today. And God God bless everyone here listening to your word today on this Resurrection Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I think it's so relevant to understand that that the, the messenger went a step further. Instead of saying, tell the disciples, he stopped for a moment and he said, and let Peter know as well. He was signaling out Peter. This was a messenger, an angel of the Lord who received a message to give to, to Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, that they were there ready to receive whatever was given to them. They went there looking for Jesus. 
They brought the spices and all that was given to them traditionally to go and take care of the body of Christ. But when they got there, he wasn't there, but they had a message. The message was this. We want you to tell everybody, just like Jesus said, he was going to raise himself again from the third day, after the third day, and he was going to meet you in Galilee. But hey, listen, we want you to tell Peter specifically. We know that Peter will be in the crowd. He'll be with the, with the 11 or the 10. But we want you to just put him aside. Focus on him for a moment because he needs it. Peter, more than anyone else, needed to know that he was accepted in that moment and he was still part of the family and part of that brotherhood. We understand and we know and we've seen it and read it before where Peter, prior to the crucifixion of Jesus, how he denied the Lord and he denied him so much that he felt so frustrated that he even cursed. He lost his heart, couldn't control his tongue. He said what he was feeling. And in that moment, he was feeling fear, worry. He was afraid. He was trying to fit in around the fire there before Jesus went before the Sanhedrin and before he went to the crucifixion. His biggest fear was that they would take him like they took the Lord. But it's amazing how in that moment when there is fewer in the, in present, in the present circumstances like the garden where, Je- where Jesus was taken at that moment, but it wasn't very many, but Peter felt bold enough to try to take a sword and cut the servant's ear off to the high priest. And though he tried to defend him there, moments later, when there was a bigger crowd, there were more people, there was more persecution. Peter felt the pressure of it and knew that this was for real. They're going to crucify him. They're going to kill him. That's when his humanity began to just show itself. And he began to speak opposite of what he professed before. He didn't have the inward grace that he would have in Acts chapter 2 later. He didn't have the the fortitude to stand up flat-footed, shoulders straight back and face the religious world and say, I stand with Jesus. I was with him the entire time of his ministry. I've been with him for three years, and I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed of it. But when it really came down to that one moment, he was afraid. The question we have to ask ourselves today is this. How many times have you and I, under pressure, failed God? How many times, even during this pandemic that we've been going through, we've confessed our entire life, some of us who believe the Bible line for line, chapter per chapter, verse per verse. We believe in the healing power of God. I still believe in the healing power of God, just like the Bible says it. How many of us by faith have said on Facebook, made some bold declarations, but then we go to HEB and we're offended when somebody breaks the six-foot the six barrier 
and our humanity comes in, and we're faced with this pressure of, hey, step back. I don't want to get sick. Why is that? You want to know why it is that you lose your tongue sometimes out of desperation? I went to H-E-B the other day, and I think H-E-B has done a wonderful job in orchestrating for their customers to keep them safe. And we just, just so appreciate them and our local businesses that are here. But I was at, yeah, somebody shouted Walmart. Walmart, too. <laughs> but there was a lady there, and I was in back of her, and I kept my good social distance. But I had to put some groceries in, and there she was. She looked back at me, and I took one step past the barrier, and she caught me with her peripheral vision, I mean like a hawk. And she put her hand up, and she yelled at me at that line, and she said, Sir, can you please get back? I couldn't say a word. I was in violation. I didn't think I was that close, but she was fearful. And I had a choice to respond. I could have responded sarcastically. I could have responded out of the same fear, out of offense. But in our humanity, we want to respond in moments in fear when we should respond in love and understanding. You see, God understands our nature. He understands how fearful we can get. In fact, the Scripture says, don't make any kind of promise to God lest you're unable to keep it. All of us get in our flesh, in our humanity, and find out really how frail we are under the pressure. Every single one of us, just because we have masks on doesn't believe we're fearful. It doesn't mean just because we have our gloves on doesn't mean that we're, we're, we're pho- you know, we have a phobia. But we have a respect, and we're human. But there's not one of us that should go out and tempt God by being proud and arrogant and saying, oh, nothing's going to happen Nothing going to come to me. I won't be affected by a virus. I'm not afraid of that thing. I got to tell you, I believe that God can heal, but I'm not going to tempt God. I'm going to be obedient and do what I'm supposed to do and stay humble and let God use me through my humility. And God knows how, how frail we are. He knows we mess up. He knows we say things. He knows that we have attitudes. He knows that we have frustration especially being quarantined right now. There's frustration that rises up inside of you. There's frustration right now because you're not able to go to work. Some of you are out of work right now, trusting God, believing in God. Well, I'm going to tell you, God sees how vulnerable we are and how weak we are, and he's a merciful God, and he wants to send you a message today. No matter how many times you've messed up, made a mistake, been fearful, and up to this moment in time, I want to tell you there's a message for you all today, and that's this. Jesus has risen from the dead, and he overcame so you can overcome. The good news to Peter was this. The the news was this. Here was the message. 
Peter, if I were to paraphrase and read between the lines of that context that Mark wrote about in the Scripture, I would interpret it like this. Hey, Peter, I know you denied me. I know you cussed. I know you lost your temper. I know that you responded in fear. I know you denied me even after you said you would die for me. But it's okay, Peter. Don't worry about it. It's water under the bridge. You're allowed to make a mistake because you're human. But here's the good news. I have overcome. I have overcome every element in this earth that you see in this terra firma. I have overcome every obstacle that the devil could throw at me in this earth. I have overcome death, hell, and the grave. I have come back to life again. And I now am trying to convey a message to you, Peter. And that's this. I have overcome, so can you. I have persevered through this moment in my life so you can have something in your life that will enable you to overcome every obstacle. Now's the time to come to me. Meet me in Galilee. Meet me there and I'll confirm my love. Meet me there in Galilee with the other disciples. Don't dismember yourself because you failed. Don't be so hard on yourself because you feel like a failure. But pick yourself up, Peter, from where you're at. And I want to tell you, get back to the church. Get back to your family. Get back to where you need to be in me. Get back because I love you, because I died for you, and I rose again for you. Somebody give him some love right now and say amen. The message of the resurrection is that Jesus wants someone to know that you can't fail big enough. You can't fall far enough. You can't stumble big enough in this season. No matter what we're facing, because of the mercy and the grace and the power of God, we don't fear death. We don't fear hell. I come to church because I love him and he loved me first. We drive in on this parking lot and meet together and we watch on Facebook Live to have an interaction with the Spirit of God because we hunger and thirst for Him and we know how merciful He is. We know no matter what happened this week, last night, even this morning, our God is a merciful God and He said, meet me here at McCoy's. Meet me here online. Meet me on Facebook and I'm going to encourage you today and tell you you can do all things through me who strengthens you. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands right where you're at in your car, right where you're at at home. Just lift your hands and give God some love right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. We bless you today, God. Thank you for giving us a chance. I thank the message Thank you, Lord, was very, very clear. Peter, it's okay. It's all right. I'm going to give you hope. The only thing I want you to, to remember today is this. 
Jesus overcame, and you shall too. This thing will pass. This pandemic will pass. God is our witness as long as we continue to pray and pray for our president, pray for our government, pray for the chemist. I know right now, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, there's a lot of conspiracy theories right now that's trying to put fear in the heart of every believer about different vaccines, about different approaches. I know some of you have even asked me, is this where they're going to implement the mark of the beast and all kinds of end-time theories and theology perspective on, on what's happening right now? And here's my answer to you, and here's a Bible answer for you. Jesus Christ, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Which that means, that means that Jesus, as long as we pray, will come into our life, and whoever and whatever we pray for, and direct our government, bless our president, Bless the doctors and those that are coming up with a vaccine, that they would do it right, that it would be done under the hand of God. As long as we pray for guidance and wisdom and understanding, you can make a difference. You have the power. You have the influence through prayer to pray. You are a part of this, and your prayers make a big difference. But be encouraged. Because on the flip side of that coin, we also believe that God is a healer still. That God still can. What that means to me, it has different variables of faith. We have doctors in our church and we thank God for our nurses and doctors that are a part of our church that are on the front lines. Give a honk for them. They deserve it. But I've even had our doctors tell me personally, they'll diagnose, they'll even prescribe, but ultimately at the end, it's God that does the healing. It's God that does the healing in our bodies. It's God that does the healing in our chemistry. Thank God for the stripes on his back. But what he overcame in this moment was to prove nothing more than this. That there isn't one thing that you and I face in our life that can stop us from being an overcomer. There isn't one thing right now that you're facing in your life economically, physiologically, psychologically, and socially in your life that's too big for our God to handle. The overcoming power of what Jesus did simply comes to the love that you share with him and that you give him back. A daily relationship with him does nothing more, nothing less than prove that he had risen from the dead. Every time you feel him, every time you put on worship music, every time you pray, 
You feel the presence of God. That's the witness that you and I need to understand that Jesus did rise from the dead. And he gave you something bigger than yourself. And i got to tell you, in this moment, it's okay to be fearful. Let me just get that out of the way. I think God allows us to be fearful at times so we can trust him, so we can go to him, so we can believe in him. Not everyone who comes to God comes in as a mature Christian or a full-grown tree, an oak that's matured. But we all start off as seeds. Our faith starts off like a mustard seed. But if you nourish it, if you're consistent, if you have an overcoming mentality, then one day you're going to look back and you're going to see yourself bigger than what you were before, grown with branches, with fruit, with evidence that you know that Jesus is Lord and King and Provider and healer, and every miracle-working power that you can imagine, he is that for you in your life. Listen, he, he wasn't, I'm going to end with this scripture. I'm going to end with this. This pandemic, this time that we're in, did not catch Jesus by surprise. Everything we're going through right now has not been a surprise to God. God did not create it. God did not send it, but God will do something good out of it and make something good out of it. He knew that Peter was going to fall. Listen to this, and I end with this scripture. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 22. Jesus looked at Peter before all of this took place, and he said, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. Really, in the King James, he was specifically talking to Peter. I'm using the New Living Translation, but in the King James, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. In other words, you're a target. You're going to become vulnerable. You're going to be weak. You're going to have a worry moment. You're going to have a fearful moment. You're going to have a moment of anxiety. But he said this, but I have pleaded in prayer. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented, everyone say repent. When you have repented or turn your heart around, change your mind, ask me for forgiveness, and turn to me again, strengthen your brothers. In other words, you may seem like the weakest one right now, Peter, but before all this is over, you're going to be the one that's going to encourage all of your brothers all the other disciples. In fact, Peter, it looks grim right now, but I'm going to take this circumstance and use it for good. Because I know your heart. 
I know you want to do good. I know you didn't mean to take the sword and cut off the high priest's servant's ear. I know that you were around the campfire and you felt weak in your flesh. I know, I know that you love me, Peter. But I've already prayed for you. Did you all know, according to John chapter 17, that Jesus not only prayed for the disciples before his crucifixion, but he also prayed for everyone who heard their words and would hear their words. He prayed for you and I. Jesus has already interceded for you and I. And he told Peter, in fact, I'm going to use you on the day of Pentecost. I'm going to use you to preach to 3,000 people. You couldn't even keep your composure around three people around the fire, but I'm going to put something inside of you that's going to make you an overcomer where you're going to preach to 3,000 people. And you're going to use your faith that you didn't have before, but you grew into. And you're going to turn the world upside down. Here's the message for you today. After all of this is done, there's going to be a favor in your life you didn't have before. After all of this is done, you're going to have an influence in your life that you didn't have before. Before this is all done, you would have already learned how to pray, how to seek God, have answered prayers, and grow to another whole level. And God's going to use that. And God's going to use you. And God's going to bless you. And you're going to overcome. And we're all going to overcome together. And we're going to rise up together as a strong body of believers. And watch Jesus shine in our world. Amen. Right where you're at, just lift your hands in your cars. Right where you're at online, if you're listening, if you're watching, just lift your hands right where you're at right now. And just worship Him. Thank Him for the day. Tell Him this, Lord Jesus, make me an overcomer. Lord Jesus, thank you for rising from the dead. If you're watching online right now on our Facebook or YouTube channel, we want to encourage you, if you have never given your life to Jesus, if you have never taken that first step, we want to pray with you right now as we all bow our heads. And just pray with me. Pray with me if it's you I'm talking to. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for refusing under the pressure to do the right thing to follow you. I was weak, and I am weak. But you said it's okay, Lord. You said that you would take the weak things in the world and prove them to be mighty. I acknowledge that I need you today. Come into my heart, Lord, and be my Savior right now in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.